well, it's been a good couple of years for classical music fans in Chicago. Uh, we got Ricardo Muti at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra a couple of years ago, and then he continued the wonderful tradition that we have here of having not one, but two composers in residence for the symphony. Welcome to Relevant Tones. My name is Seth Bostead, and I have the great good fortune to be with one of those composers in residence today, Ms. Anna Klein. Anna, welcome, and thanks for coming down to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, uh, composer in residence for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Now, obviously, you're going to write music for the orchestra. I assume that's part of the job, but there's more to it than that. Can you tell us about the job? Absolutely. One of the, the really exciting things about it, the job, and the other thing is I don't feel like it's a job. I mean, it's just everything about it are things that are very pleasurable to do, but it's a real combination of things from curating uh, Mason Bates, my colleague and co-composer-in-residence, curate the Music Now um, series. We also have some sort of umbrella events within Chicago area. Um, and also I've been working very closely with the um, educational uh, development team at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, um, which is doing a whole array of wonderful things with specifically with youth, well, many things, but including youth um, in the Chicago area. So I've been fortunate to teach some workshops for young composers in Chicago and also to join the team um, going out to Warren Villa Juvenile Detention Center just west for women just uh, west of the city where actually most recently we did a three-day composition workshop and they created a six-minute piece for uh, piano, cello, viola and oboe featuring musicians in the civic orchestra mm -hmm. so that's been incredibly rewarding and then of course writing music and having the opportunity for the orchestra and having the opportunity to really get to know the musicians within the orchestra. So it's kind of like a large extended family, which is mm -hmm. great. That's something that's always interested me too. I've always thought that uh, if people try to create this music themselves, they, they will appreciate it more. <laughs> Certainly, you know, with most art forms, we all kind of draw a little bit, we all uh, write a little bit, but we don't all write for oboe <laughs> necessarily. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a really fantastic project. Well, let's go to some music. Um, we're gonna play a piece called Steelworks that actually features some of the CSO members. What can you tell us about this piece? One of my jobs in New York, it was in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, and I was walking by a steel, well, a factory, and I heard all these crazy, crunchy, loud sounds, and I popped in there to see what it was, and it was a steelworks factory, and so they allowed me to come back and record some of these sounds. They put on these big tumblers, steel cutters, and also I interviewed um, some of the workers there. So in this piece, you'll hear the very first... Um, uh, words of the piece are if something is working fine and you can keep up with demand then there's really no to, need to change unless the machine breaks down by itself um, which I thought was great so anyway that's from one of the employees there and this particular recording is one of the tracks from my new CD Blue Moth um, which was is my first CD release on Sadek label in February and the recording features three musicians from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra so Cynthia Yeah on percussion, Bruce Donia on clarinet, and Jennifer Gunn on flute. And they actually performed this piece at one of our Music Now concerts. And one of the joys, as I was saying, was to have this opportunity to really work closely with the musicians, both in the chamber music context, but also in the context of um, larger orchestral forces. Well, it's a pretty long piece, so we don't have time to listen to the whole thing, but let's do have a listen to an excerpt of Steelworks. If something is working fine and you can keep up with... If something is working fine and you can keep up with demand, if something is working fine and you can keep up with demand, then there's really no reason for you to change unless... If something is working fine and you can keep up with demand, 
then there's really no reason for you to change unless the machine... If something is working fine and you can keep up with demand, then there's really no reason for you to change unless the machine breaks down by itself. No reason to change unless the machine breaks down by itself.
We just heard an excerpt of Steelworks, a piece by composer Anna Klein, who is my guest today on Relevant Tones. That recording featured members of the CSO and also pre-recorded tape. Using pre-recorded tape in your compositions is a, a big part of what you do. Why are you inspired by these recordings? Well, as you just heard, there's um, some very loud and crunchy sounds, which I was fortunate to record. And actually, a month after I did these recordings, the flame cut steel, it was called, closed down. And it was actually the last uh, steelworks factory in the New York area because everything had to move. So I think it's very interesting how uh, sounds that have a direct association, um, be it speech or, or these very mechanical sounds, can be a document of, of time and history which and time and place which perhaps is more of an abstract thing in acoustic music. So to combine um, pre-recorded electroacoustic music and take kernels of the sounds or rhythms of these sounds into acoustic music makes a very sort of interesting blend and maybe takes it more, more into sort of an abstract um, imaginary world. Mm-hmm. And I should mention that on today's show, we have a, a really interesting format, which is that we're playing uh, one of your pieces and then pairing it with a piece that inspired you. The piece that we've paired with Steelworks is Oceana by Bjork. Why did you choose that? I chose this piece. I mean, it's a, uh, the album is Medulla, and it's very interesting because she, uh, in a similar way that I use tape techniques in my um, tape parts for these the pieces we're going to hear today, um, she does a similar thing whereby almost everything in these tracks are manipulations of her voice in some way. So a similar thing, pitch shifting you'll hear in this track, sort of layering it up and also really treating the voice as an instrument at the very end. You'll hear a sort of almost sort of, I don't know, a mysterious sound, maybe it's slightly like an organ, but I think this is really interesting how we can use these digital editing tools which are reminiscent of um, previous methods of manipulating tape um, in music today, it really, it really does become another instrument within the sonic palette. Let's have a listen to Oceana by Bjork. One breath away from Mother Oceania, your nimble feet make prints in my side. Sting! 
Oceana by Bjork, a song that uh, is an inspiration to composer Anna Klein, my guest today in the studio. And in fact, we are featuring her music, but uh, in, in an interesting twist, we're also partnering most of the pieces with a piece that inspired her. We're going to move on now to a piece called Roulette. Um, Anna, what can you tell us about the composing of this piece? Uh, this piece also features a pre-recorded tape and live musicians, so it's for tape with string quartet. And I actually wrote this for my good friends and um, wonderful musicians, uh, the Ethel String Quartet based in New York. One of the challenges of writing electroacoustic music is, um, electroacoustic being the combination of pre-recorded and acoustic music, is how to synchronize the two. So, you know, this is a challenge. Do you graphically notate the tape part so there's more fluidity? Or do you use a click track which creates rigidity? So it's finding that common ground, which I'm still trying to find the right balance myself and to explore. Um, so in Steelworks, I both Steelworks and Roulette use a click track. In Steelworks, have I combined, you know, I started actually with the tape and then I would go and add some of uh, the acoustic and then I was, it was sort of very much a back and forth. Whereas Roulette's quite different in that I actually wrote um, the entire tape section first but with very strong ideas as to how the, the string quartet would be integrated. So that was a different layer. So it's like the adding the string quartet was another layer within the sound, consciously planned, but just in my imagination rather than actually notating it through the way. Great. Let's have a listen to Ethel play roulette. <laughs> Oh, 
We just heard the Ethel String Quartet performing Roulette by Anna Klein. And uh, in keeping with the tradition of today's, our new tradition <laughs> with today's show of pairing a piece that uh, also inspires you with one of your pieces, uh, you've chosen Jenny Wren. Can you tell us just a little bit about what we're going to hear and why you chose it? Yeah, absolutely. This is a song by and performed by Paul McCartney. And, you know, growing up as a child in our home, I, we had a lot of, um, you know, the Beatles, Bob Dylan, a lot of, lot of singer-songwriters. Um, and I think this has really sort of stayed with me, the sense of melody in the voice. Obviously, in Roulette, you just heard uh, the literal breaths, but also um, a sense of the voice through melody. And, you know, sometimes a melody can be something that's very uh, disjointed, maybe as in Steelworks, but also... Um, it can be very fluid, isn't the opening of roulette? So um, sometimes simpler music is harder to write. To write a melody that, that works is actually sometimes more of a challenge than writing a multi-layered piece. So I'm very drawn to um, simple bare-bones music, whether it be folk um, or many different genres. Mm-hmm. People have said to me sometimes that uh, you know pop music is... is so easy to write a three-minute song or something. And I'm like, well, you write a three-minute <laughs> gem with a perfect hook <laughs> and then the, the perfect bridge. And I think, I think you're right. It's, it's very difficult. Yeah, I, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a listen to Paul McCartney perform Jenny Wren. Like so many girls, Jenny Wren could sing, but a broken heart took a song away. Like the other girls, Jenny Wren took wing, she could see the
说。Paul McCartney perform his song Jenny Wren. Uh, I think it's definitely one of those pop gems that we were talking about. A simple song, um, not, not terribly long, and uh, certainly not complex if you break it down from a music theory point of view. But why would you do that? <laughs> it's such a beautiful song, and it's so much more than the sum of its chords and, and parts. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show that features the music of contemporary composers. My guest today is Anna Klein. You can find out more about the show at relevanttones.com and look us up on Facebook. We are uh, listening to music by composer Anna Klein and also featuring music, elements of which are very inspirational to her. And I want to turn down to something else that's inspirational to you, which is uh, multimedia. You've worked with visual artists and dancers. And we're going to play a piece now called Fits and Starts, which uh, was written for dance. How did did this piece come about? Yeah, I mean, as you said, collaboration with um, artists outside of music is something that really really drives a lot of my music and gives me a different perspective on it. And I, I hope that it keeps the music fresh and shifting in different directions. This particular piece was um, actually uh, composed for Hysterica Dance Company with choreographer Kitty McNamee um, back in 2002. And, and it's an interesting story as to, you know, I think it's always very interesting how paths sort of collide in, in some ways. And I'll never forget meeting Kitty because I had just arrived... Um, in New York, I think I literally had $40 at that time. And uh, I'd seen in the Village Voice that there was the Dumbo Dance Festival. So I went there, um, got off the train, and it was absolutely pouring with rain. And I sort of ran down, and I was completely drenched. Um, and I'd read in the listing that it was free. And then I got to the door, I was late, and they said, oh, it's $60. I was like, oh. <laughs> That's not free. That's not free. <laughs> and she said, well, come on in. And I was sat there at the back, completely drenched. But as soon as I got in, um, there was something, it was in between two pieces, and suddenly they uh, played a piece of, uh, choreographed by, well, performed a piece, choreographed by Kitty McNamee with um, Hysterica Dance Company, and I just sort of fell in love with the choreography ever since, Mm -hmm. and that was 10 years ago, and we've been collaborating ever since, and, you know, when you find a real synergy in a collaboration, be it with a filmmaker or, um, you know, in this case, a choreographer, it's really important to nurture that because it doesn't come by every day. It's always a real joy to see her choreography because I feel like she really captures the heart and essence of, of my music. And I like the way she encourages a sort of playfulness too mm. um, in music. Well, let's have a listen to Benjamin Capps perform Fits and Starts.
Fits and Starts for Cello and Tape, performed by Benjamin Capps. Uh, there's so many things you can say about that piece uh, and, and the performance. I mean, those high notes are so incredibly hard to play in tune like that, and the way that he jumps up so quickly and so effortlessly, it sounds like. <laughs> it's incredibly beautiful. But I also want to talk about the um, the tape element, because the tape element has a lot of cello sounds in it, and you played those yourself. Um, how did When you were conceiving of the piece, did you, did you start with what you knew you would be playing and, and work out from there? Or how did you... Uh, well, it, put it it's interesting because this piece was originally a tape piece um, without the solo cello. Mm-hmm. And it was only later, um, because in some concert situations, it's not considered a performance if you just play back a tape. Right. So, and this is something I've been thinking a lot about is how to have, um, how to have that uh, visual element of, uh, and I think having a, a soloist, I mean, it adds so much visually, but ov- obviously also... You know, Ben's phenomenal chalice. I mean, mm-hmm. his technique is unbelievable. And he's also a really beautiful person. And for me, that's one of the key things in being a composer um, is the people I work with. And also that's a key thing to actually a lot of the music I enjoy. I brought in a list here of uh, lots of pieces that I wanted to play you. Unfortunately, I don't have time for all of it, but many of these are my friends. Um, and to see friends' crafts develop over time and to be a part of that is a really great thing. And... Um, you know, it is part of this community and to see each other grow and to be, you know, be able to bounce ideas off each other is, is really great. You know, Fits and Starts was the tape part was con, uh, composed one evening in uh, um, Ben was uh, at Manhattan School. Well, we were both at Manhattan School of Music and we found a practice room in the dorms and we just went up there and we just hashed it out and got the, the part done in one evening uh, with the assistance of a bottle of wine. Um, but, you know... In so, the practice room? <laughs> in the dorms, you know, we were students. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> you find ways. But, um, but you know, it was so much fun and we always remember that, you know, he was an integral part of the composition. Well, the piece that we've paired fits and starts with is uh, called Devil You and Me by the M. Shanghai String Band. Why did you select this piece? What, what, what's the um, association? Well, one of the things that I love about music and... In, in, um, Something that I, I like about Fits and Starts, which is a direction that came from Kitty McNamee, the choreographer, is a sense of playfulness. And um, I love that. It's good to be able to put on a tune that makes you feel good and that makes you want to dance. So I'm also drawn to that. And uh, the next track, W and Me by M. Shanghai String Band, one of my favorite bands in New York. Also, um, some good friends play in the... Um, the uh, the band and it's actually called M Shanghai Band because they play in the basement of a Chinese restaurant um, out in uh, Brooklyn, in uh, I forget the name of the neighborhood now. Anyway, just just east of Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. So whenever I hear this music, I I just um, have this great image of all these musicians and playing this great fun music mm-hmm. and being with lots of friends and. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a really nice Chinese meal, sort of somewhere <laughs> in between there too. So I like the idea of music and how that and memory, how that can take you back to, you know, different st- sort of times, like happy, sad, any anything. And I love music that makes you want to dance. Great, let's dance. <laughs> Dirty room. Pick my head up off the bar under a loom 
moment question my heart to see A waking girl who said, resting on my knee Well they call me Crazy Daisy Lou The ingenue with a knife and skull tattoo Used to get me what I want, don't matter much for who Last night he waved Houston, Texas Could make the sweetest girl get restless When I fall and chain walked in on me Getting spicy and reckless we got trouble, don't you know, in the long shadow of the Diablo. We got grave misfortune on the rise. Daisy Lou was married, yeah, I knew, and I was too. So two bats made it good. The angels closed their eyes for an hour or two. Let the dear husband explain about last night Except that bullet in his brain Was making thinking for him a bit of a strain Well I don't know how that bullet got there It takes two to work my revolver Me and you are now totally screwed We were out the door and on the street When I pulled a bicycle pills for three and damn A willing tribal man and two empty Trouble, don't you know? In the long shadow of the Diablo, we got grave misfortune on the rise. Devil, you and me, on a bicycle built for three. We will ride, ride, ride until our souls catch fire. Devil, you and me, devil, you and me, devil, you and me, on a bicycle built for three. That was the M Shanghai String Band performing Devil You and Me, um, a band that played in the basement of a Chinese restaurant just east of Williamsburg, I think you said. Is that right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> in Brooklyn. The next piece that we're going to feature, um, Beware Of, was composed for harp, viola, and flute for the Janus Trio. And, and there's a tape element with this piece as well. Can you tell us about this piece? Absolutely. What was really fun about creating the tape part for this was that um, I... Uh, I had a rehearsal with the musicians of Janice and recorded that and then was able to weave um, elements of that live material into the tape part. So it sort of created an organic relationship between the instrumentalists performing live and the, the tape part. And, you know, again, one of the real advantages of working closely with friends and musicians to, to actually have this opportunity, which is can be quite rare. Something that I find really interesting through the compositional process is the idea of sort of deconstructing um, 
be it text or music. So in the case of this piece, a very, very short piece of text, which I've sort of chopped up and tucked within the texture, but also um, elements of the instruments themselves, which I was fortunately able to record through a um, sort of workshop reading of the piece. So I love this idea of deconstructing it, and I think, um, you know, accessibility to, to music softwares and editing programs uh, now make, really makes this, you know, very sort of there at your fingertips. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, this, this idea of deconstructing I, I find very interesting in the uh, compositional process. Mm-hmm. Let's have a listen to the Janus Trio perform Beware Of.
We just heard Beware Of performed by the Janus Trio on their CD, I Am Not, music for flute, viola, and harp with pre-recorded tape accompaniment. The uh, piece that we've paired this one with is the Bach-Goldberg Variations, Movements 3 and 4. Anna, why, um, how, how does that relate, or why did you choose? What, what, what are the elements of that piece that inspired you? The next uh, uh, two tracks we're going to hear are by a really wonderful friend and a pianist, Dan Tepfer, a jazz pianist based in, in New York. And it's an interesting story, actually. We were at uh, Edinburgh University together, and he sang in one of my first pieces, which was a choral piece. I love what he's done with this. It's, uh, I think the, the title of the album is actually Goldberg Variations, Stroke Variations. So what he does is, you know, he'll play the theme and a variation, and then he'll do uh, one or two improvisations based on that. So what we're going to hear now is uh, actually the third and fourth track from the album, which are you know his improvisations on the previous um, tracks. I definitely recommend. I wish I could play the whole album, but listening to it and, and hearing the relationship as it changes and becomes, you know, his jazz influence mm-hmm. becomes more present. So, yeah, and I love the way he sort of deconstructs elements of the Bach, and um, I think always going to back to Bach is the best thing. He's my in terms of if we're talking about inspirations, you know, in, in the context of these uh, paired songs, there's, there's elements of them. But Bach, of a, as a composer, there's no element. It's just the entire music is inspirational. It um, will always be a huge influence for me. That was pianist Dan Tepfer performing some improvisations on the very famous Goldberg Variations. Uh, we heard two of them from his CD. I think it's well worth checking out the entire CD. I've really enjoyed pairing um, these songs that have uh, th- that have elements that are inspirational to you with um, some of your own music. I think it's been very, very interesting and, and revelatory. And I really liked when you said that uh, the music can be playful 
um, that music can be joyful, <laughs> that, you know, it's okay to dance to it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know that that's always the image that people have of contemporary classical music. So I find that, that, that a really nice thing. And um, thank you for sharing this music with us today. Oh, I've had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. And we are going to go out on a, what I think is a high note. Uh, can you tell us about this next song? Sure. Um, it's called Pickle Porker Poker, and it's uh, composed by Theova, uh, who is um, a wonderful violist and multi-instrumentalist, multi-projectist I guess, in, um, in New York. And we first met on a collaborative fun project uh, when I first arrived in New York, so I guess it's almost 10 years ago. So, yeah, Pickle Porker Poker. My guest today on Relevant Tones has been Anna Klein. It's been a fantastic show, and uh, thanks so much for coming down and sharing all of this wonderful music with us. Thank you. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McWhorters at WFMT, with special thanks to Molly Hunt and Connor Mackey. For more information about the program and the artists we've featured, you can find us on Facebook or visit our website at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, Carol Joins, and Abby O'Neill, an anonymous donor and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm your host, Seth Bostead, and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>